you create your reality by the lens or perspective you choose to see the world through. Receive or miss your calling through the energy you harness from that lens. The choice is yours. Welcome to the Dana One Podcast. Yo, first of all, I don't do introductions, so I'm just gonna jump straight right into this P. My nigga Isa. What's up? What's up? Bro, first of all, man, I want to officially congrats, man. Thanks, man. You've been oiling the world. Thanks. Well, I've already told you what today's topic is about because obviously there's that. Like, no, no, yeah, you know, I do like this. But like, uh, obviously, like people see like the glitz and glamour yeah, of, of this industry. Yeah. But like, obviously, first of all, you've been one of the people to do this the longest. Yeah. And then, apart from the fact that it's the longest, it's been one of the most successful. Fine. So this this topic is called music management one hundred and one. But I'm going to change it to music oh, management. Apart from the fact that you're one of the people to do this for the longest, you've also been one of the most successful. I mean. See your watch, see your chain. You just talk to the chain. But anyway, this topic is called Music Management 101. But because we're in Niger, we're just going to call it Music Management 234. Yeah. So we all it like that. So, bro, like, what, what's been going on now? I hate this, like, interview format. But, yeah, uh, as we keep going. I mean, New Year's, so obviously, like, new goals. Um, always trying to expand some more. So we just opened uh, at the club, we just opened a sports department. Right. Which is challenging, because the new terrain. Yeah, I mean, but I think what Pelgrim has actually have um, my best friend. His name is Larry Rago. He's running the sports department for us. So so far so good. We're, we're actually going to Turkey tomorrow to uh, watch one of our clients play for his new team tomorrow. Mm. So I mean, new challenge. Like I, I love challenges. So hopefully, we get this right. Yeah. And a success story. I'm supposed to be adding another client to the catalog sports wise soon. Mm. Just reviewing paperwork. Yeah. Um, is strictly Nigerians your for now? Obviously, like it's easier to start with Nigerian player because we're Nigerian. Facts. Yeah. Facts. Facts. So like I think like our first three clients are all the Nigerian players. Mm. Everybody knows most most of the two other people we're talks with. Yeah. So shouldn't be people shouldn't be that surprised. Um, obviously, the music side of things, events, always trying to grow on the event side. Music's good. I mean, Dave's album is doing really well. Yeah, Percy's album is doing well. Mike Mayo is recording his next album. Our DJs are traveling more. Mm. So, slowly but surely. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, let's take it back, man. Because me, I just have to talk about how me, I found out about Issa. Even before, <laughs> before meeting him. So, see this guy here. This guy has been doing events since I can remember. <laughs> Obviously, now on a like, worldwide scale. Mm. But, like, I'm talking about, like, when we were kids, bro. Like, I remember there was yeah. a time here, you were doing some events. I can't remember, I think it was you, Fisaya Wunge, and Tease. Tease. Mm. And bro, I couldn't get him. And all I saw here was this short yellow guy with like the biggest afro, talking and commanding guys. I was like, who does this guy think he is? Like, who does he think he is? And I, I was like, yo, I'm gonna brush this thing out the day I see him like face to face. But then, obviously, like, I now got into the same field that like you had been yeah. in for like so long. Yeah. But like bro, like when I entered, I was like, okay, I actually now get it. Like Isa was ahead of the curve. Yeah. Like to the point whereby 
you and David merging together yeah. made sense because he was ahead of the curve. Yeah, because yeah. I, was, I was talking to my friend, shout out FKU, yeah. and he, he pointed something out to me. He said, do you know what it takes for someone to move back to a country yeah. and take over the country on his own terms? Yeah. I bet these guys now are doing this. I mean, like, yeah. from the beginning. Really, yeah. I mean, like, obviously, like, in secondary school, yeah. um, I went to White Sands, so, like, you know, normal people, boys schools, we used to throw parties all the time, so I used to just throw parties with boys just based on having a good time and throwing parties. But then all this time, I didn't know that my uncle actually ran a record label in Nige that was actually a successful record label. I knew I had this really cool uncle that worked in the entertainment business, but I had no interest in all that stuff then. So, you know, these guys used to rap in our school called the Bonafide Crew. Yeah, I remember that. So the kids come out and block me and they're like, yo, we want to get signed to uncle's label. And I'm like, I don't even know what you're talking about, guy. So I went home and I asked my dad, I was like, dad, um, I need to talk to Uncle Obi about this. And I said, okay, call Uncle Obi and talk to him, spoke to him. Took me on there, we had a few meetings, went back and forth. But then around that time, that was, I think it was, what year? Wait, MTV based 15 years this year. Yeah. So it was the year MTV based open in Nigeria. I remember being in the office when they were premiering um, the Manage Why Me video. So, so probably like 15 years ago from today. And I was around, and I just found it really cool how, like, people were having fun and doing and making money of what they enjoyed. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, this makes sense. And I always said, at that point in time, I was like the youngest guy, and then Nixon just started his music career, Storm was doing well. So by default, I became like the young rep for the label. Right. So, like, when we put out music and stuff, mm-hmm. I made sure the music was being played at all the young in parties. And obviously, as I grew older, Transition to the clubs, regular backups, rehab back in the day, blah, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Started doing events and started working with the artists. Like, um, let me see, fun fact. Like, nobody, not a lot of people don't know, but then, like, I managed art studios from Ghana for a while. Where? When? How old were you then? Bruh. I was like. And were they art studios? Yeah, yeah. We had Kiss When we had all the popping songs, Kiss yeah. Hammer, that was one. Um, 20, bro, I can't remember. Like 2011, 12, I think. Yeah, but they had like a really decent run in Nigeria. It was fun. Used to argue all the time. <laughs> Shout out, PD. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was fun. It was fun. I mean, like, and obviously, like, I got to work with Nato, Sasha, Sauce, YQ. So I think all of that, like, prepared me to be able to stand alone on my own. So eventually, when me and David, like, I told you all the time, like, me and David were not friends. Were. How do you guys meet initially? So obviously, David knew who I was and who David was, yeah. but we were we had mutual friends. Like I'd been to a party in David's house once. We spoke about music from a distance. Like we were cool, but it wasn't a situation where like we used to call each other or anything. And then I think one Christmas, David came back. Obviously, David and Special Olive and Special and I have been guys for ages. Wow. So Special really like the glue that keeps all of us together. Yeah. So uh, we were spoken about okay, him doing music and moving back and blah blah blah. All this time, I'm now joining my own dad. I want to do a gap here in Nigeria before I actually go to uni. Yeah. <laughs> so we fit, so they will come back to Nigeria, talk a little bit, come up with a plan, and boom, start working together. And like I feel as if like in our case, because of the fact that both of us had made that decision to go against our parents' will, we had like it was you know like, guy, this thing has to work, has to. So we pulled forth, pushed and shoved, and we're here today, and so far so good. Yeah. Can't complain. To, to, Because, bro, another thing, yeah, because obviously you fast forwarded the lost boy. Yeah. Obviously, because 
I'm a manager as well. Yeah. There's some there's some key steps that I want people to actually learn. Yeah. So the first thing then mm. is Damiduro. Yeah. But well, before Damiduro, let's talk about background. So I, so sorry yeah, yeah. So the NATO link up. Yeah. Obviously that was you. Yeah, yeah. So talk about that. I mean David so basically what happened was David has sent me back when I was like, oh this this might be someone I want to be my first single and I wanna get it's a, I want to get someone on it. So David wanna put someone else on it and I'm like, why are we wasting our time? Like NATO will do this thing for us now. Right. So we spoke to NATO, figured everything out, um, recorded it at Icon Studio one night. We discovered Frank Ocean that night actually. <laughs> This was our production. This was way before it popped up. Word. Yeah. Uh, recorded that. Shot the video with clients. We put it out and it had a decent. I won't say the song. In my opinion, people say the song blew up. I won't say it blew up, but it did really well at that time. It did, it did what we wanted it to do. Yeah. I think when we wanted to get David in clubs, we wanted to have an idea that it did existed. Yeah. Cause one of the things we did back then was that we made sure before the music came out. A lot of relevant people already knew who David was. Mm. So we'd get co-signed and support from certain people. Mm. Which we did. I remember before it came out, literally like I don't think there's anybody that thinks to be an egg born which in industry now. Like I can tell you that oh I I I didn't meet David before it popped off. Like mm. we made it it was, it was so important to us. Yeah. And for us till today, like relationships and just maintaining the balance and remembering where you come from is very important. one thing I would like I told you all the time, like listen. I know you're tired, I know you, but I'm like, bro, we have to do this for this reason. Yeah. Like, I remember, like, the South City Awards this year, like, sometimes I was like, I'm really disappointed at the way Nigerian artists treat and behave to their awards. I'm like, I'm, I'm like, bro, no matter what, I feel as if, like, you should make time for this kind of thing. Because, like, no one can tell me they didn't know about the awards. Yeah. They emailed me, like, three months ahead of time. Right. Like, I, they, they, they gave me a different date, I confirmed the other but they came back to me maybe a month before and said this. And I still made it work, and I feel as if, like, it's bad for industry in the sense that people, as an industry now, there were so many important people from out of town in that room that day yeah. watching their awards. And I imagine the kind of effect it has, like, oh, this person went, she's not there. Yeah. This person went, she's not there. Yeah. So I'm like, it's, it's not like I know what you're one or two people are missing, but bro, literally, like, the, ta- the, the creative side of our industry, the talents, mm. they need to do better. Mm. And this is not I me mean, just saying that, even uh, my, my fellow, fellow managers like me, I'll say, like, come on, guys, we need to. And that's that is our own award. Yeah, that that is our own BT. That is our own soul train awards. Yeah. yeah, it's important. Yeah, I definitely yeah. agree, bro, for sure. So I wanted to ask you before we even enter yeah. that because the next thing I want to talk about is like how you maneuvered around like having a big song like that yeah. because currently I'm experiencing that with terms yeah. and trying. Yeah. So okay. My approach usually with any artists I work with is yeah. I, I, I'm a strong advocate of like, yo, the brand, the of brand, course, the brand. Right. Yeah. So like, were you aware of this from the beginning? If you say yes, yeah, mm. that's how I know mm. that you are not mm. from here. No, you see, the thing is, yeah, I tell people, because anybody that has probably had a conversation with me about like establishing an answer, I said, I'm like, bro, you need to, first of all, know what you represent, who are your fans, what's your fan base, because there's no points, and I'm going to see bears dragging me to the Yeah. Yeah. Like, I look at for example, like STC and the Palmer Fest, yeah. it's in their own lane, they're yeah. not dragging, like, they can be 10 events that day, yeah. all popping, STC is going to still pop because Facts. they have a core fan base. Facts. 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 The same way, Burnable doing events somewhere, you know, okay, these guys here, 70% of them are diehard Burnable fans. Right. 
like yeah. or a whiskey event. So it's, I feel as if like with Damage Road, you don't think we had Damage Road for like four or five months before it comes out. So we are jamming and playing. We all knew that this was the one. The issue we, the, the, I would say the issue where we were stuck was like, okay, how are we going to put it out? Yeah. Because we were like, okay, back when they did really well. But at this point, I just want my fighting with my parents. Mm. I don't making money like that. That's what finally show videos. But like, okay, guys, we came A1 with the first release. This next release has to be A1. Yeah. So, in all that time spending, going back to our culture, trying to raise those shoes in video, the song leaks. That you know how that happened. I, I, now I know. <laughs> yeah. now, I, now I know how it leaks. And this is like, so I remember that it was skills video show from Mukulu. Yeah. And a bomb, and it, it leaks up. But luckily for me, I had uploaded it on, I think I had it, it was not a transfer that day, or a whole share of these old things. Okay. So I had to put it out then. And I remember going out, I think like the next weekend was the headings or something. Mm-hmm. And it was DJ Case, shout out to Case. Case actually released a whatever back in the day. Um, playing it at the after party. I mean, they were looking at each other and I'm like, yeah, nigga, we're all. Just be like, how smile you can yeah. talk. I was like, yeah, forget, we're here to stay. Yeah. So, yeah, so we we definitely knew it was going to be a big song. We just didn't know how big it was going to be. Because right. to today, I would say that's still one of the biggest songs that's come out from Nigeria in a long time. Yeah, yeah. Because I personally know what I felt when I heard it for the first time. Yeah. I hadn't heard anything like that before because obviously you had them the badge and Wiz was obviously doing the yeah, thing. Yeah. But when David came with damn Drew, yeah, like it stopped, man. Yeah. Stopped. Okay, so let's fast forward now. Um, you guys are doing well in Nige, obviously. Yeah, yeah. You guys have solidified yourself yeah. as you solidified yourself as a manager. He solidified yeah. himself as an artist. You guys yeah. are doing well. So yeah. let's talk about like the international like attention that comes with just being. Yeah. Africa's number one. Yeah. I mean, like, there's this thing even that I say to a lot of people at the time, especially when we're abroad. So, like, last year, we spent a lot of last year in the States finalizing the album and some other stuff we're going to do this year. And I used to tell I'm like, guy, this thing, if you don't understand this, or you don't want to be part of it, yeah. it's not by force. Mm. I'm coming from a continent where 54 countries are behind me. Facts. I can never make the money. I mean, God willing, one day I will make the money I want to make in America. Yeah. Like, I can never make the money I make in Africa, in America, as of now. Yeah. If the stars align, God willing, they will. One day I will be able to, but I'm like, dude, it's not do or die. Yeah. I, I have a billion people somewhere Ready. waiting for the next video release. Mm, mm. And I feel as if for that, for even for the, for these stars to align or for this to work, it's the duty of the talents, talent, and everybody in our industry to actually represent us in a certain way. Like sometimes I go into meetings abroad and like they say some certain things to me and I'm like, wait, who told you this? Mm. And you find that some of that actor, some of that manager has been there and just said a whole trash. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, bro, like these guys take the service to the whole industry by telling this like. Yeah. So I mean like obviously everybody adds salt and pepper to their hands, but I'm like some at least the guy be able to back it up when the time comes. Right? Which is one thing that um I feel we really need to work on and then obviously I say all the time we all need to collaborate, work together. Yeah. Yes, it's a competition to an extent, but then like I say it's not do or die. Like sometimes it's easy it's easier when we all work together. Yeah. Like and it's one thing I learned from David, it's like collaborating, helping people, cause you're in the vision, you can help people like for example, like look at all our artists. Hmm. Like we say to people all the time, like I do not for example, I tell Sam all the time, I'm like Sam, 
You know, I do not have to bring my account to wireless. I do not have to shout and get you guys from Turkey that weekend, yeah. walk outside from Israel Park to fire. I'm like, bro, how many artists in this position will do that? Yeah. But those are the little things that set people apart. So mm-hmm. I look at the US. When artists decide they are going to collaborate or do something together, yeah. look at the effect. Look at like, look at us like how when Jay Z and Kanye were doing like watch his own campaign. The effect. I know that like A-list artists, I'm talking about even like when a D-list artist says, oh, I'm going to do this, or I'm going to co-sign this guy. Look at, okay, perfect example, the Chris Brown and David relationship. Yeah. I know how much we gained from that last year. Yeah. We performed in venues that normally they would not have performed in for another two, three years. Mm. Just because of that co-sign and him messing with us. Yeah. So, I feel the most important thing right now is us working as a unit as much as we can. Yeah. Obviously, everybody wants to be more successful than the other person, but... We shouldn't do that to our detriment because yeah. at the end of the day, I hope it's cool now. The same way Riga and Dancer was cool. Yeah. If we mess up, the move the next time. Facts, facts, it's, facts. Which is honest truth. And, and bro, it's so funny you say that because um, I was telling someone the other day about mm. how you see like the Latin community. Yeah. Yeah. That's why they're so popular. Bro, they have hacked it in a sense whereby you don't even know the country. Of course. You just know, oh, Latino. Latino, but there's Colombia, there's yeah. Spain, there's Ecuador, there's so many, like, Spanish-speaking. And, and the numbers they do? Bro. So imagine if, like, us African artists yeah. link up together in a way whereby, like, everybody's involved. In it. Like, so even this Afrobeat term, we already know how much headache that causes. Yeah. If you just coin it as African music and just saturate the market with African music through collaborations, yeah. like, we have hard producers, they have dope artists, even Ghana. Of course. Yeah, like... Because it's... Bro, like, if you look at, like, Latino music, like, Faruko, Zuna, J Balvin, mm. Nicky Jam, yeah. like, their numbers are stupid. Yeah. Solo numbers are stupid. Yeah. Bro. So when they come together, it's, it's like, imagine it's, it's a It's a problem. So, bro, anyway, moving on, Shia, I wanted to talk to you about the intricates of, like, the business. Because, yeah. obviously, like, we talked about the artist's perspective, yeah. but we are managers. So, obviously, terms now. I'll talk about her. Chime is doing well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we speak about we speak often, so yeah. we already know the intricate. So, in a situation whereby like labels are approaching like artists, don't sign. Okay, so that's number one. We'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. Yeah. But here's the thing. You know how different people have different yeah. things that work for them, of just course. based off their situation. Yeah. So for like a David, for example, yeah. his passport can allow him to go anywhere and everywhere. Yeah. You understand? So there are some barriers he doesn't have to face. Yeah, I mean, but see, I miss things all the time. Yeah. I have an Nigerian passport. I know. <laughs> I know. A lot of people don't will not believe that. Yeah, I know. But I'm, 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 I'm everybody with this. Yeah. I feel obviously there's there's the advantage of the fact that I'm David Joe's manager. Exactly. But in my opinion and my defense, I tell people all the time, like, guy, if you're actually organized and you're actually going to go and walk and do things. Visa is not your excuse. Yeah, yeah. I, I say to people all the time. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Then what about, okay, so what about, because obviously some people think it's just about labels, you understand? Yeah. Like we know that there are different types of deals that yeah. can give you capital to actually fund what you want to yeah. do. Do you want to talk about some? I mean, I feel as if like, okay, now so for example, Nate, I'm, I'm telling you those signs. Yeah. My assistant signs with you, but <laughs> yeah. I'm speaking from experience now. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I know what we have gained from signs to a major label. Yeah. But I feel as if like, like you said, every case is different. Yeah. I've put an album with a label now. I've got a nice advance. I got to meet certain people. But I feel as if, like, and it's not like throwing anyone under the bus or doing anything. Like, okay, for example, now, David's. You're talking about Son of Mercy, by the way. Okay, what's Son of Mercy? Okay, okay. Yeah. 
Okay, Musa Rashmi is a good example yeah. of this thing because I tell people all the time, and I'm saying it's not because of the fact I was working with David and all that. I'm like, bro, if I was working with David and Son of Mercy came out, it would have popped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I say it all the time because Son of Mercy is not a wacky P. Yeah. It just was not pushed properly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, because. Yeah, yeah, I remember, I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, bro, if I want to actually flex on you guys, I would actually release a video from it yeah. and the song will pop. Right. Because it's actually not a wacky P. But at that point in time, with Afrobeats, I feel as if. So Sony and other major labels, Afrobeats was just cool. Yeah. They didn't know what it took to push music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously now, there's, it, I won't say it has changed, but it's a bit more of a balance. Like in David's scenario, the kind of thing where like, was it 40, 60, where like, you know what guys, we've tried it, we have you. Mm. Leave us for this one. Yeah, yeah. And you find a balance. So with labels, like, where David's career is at now, I feel as if, yeah, it was okay to sign to label. They said, obviously, there's certain things that don't have happened if we're not signed to label. Yeah. And I give the label like respect to the label, thanks for all that stuff. Yeah. But with the way the industry is built now, you don't really need sign to label. Like obviously if an international artist is trying to break into a different market, obviously a label makes sense. Yeah. But some of the most popping guys in Yankee that everybody's shouting, bro, they are an independent yeah. people keeping their book. Yeah. I tell people all the time, like, shout out my high bridge guys. Mm. They boogie them <laughs> they the example, all the time. Yeah. They are the sharpest Hardest guys of our generation, bro. Like, I've been like, like, Shara and his, his actual manager, yeah, like, he's one guy I talk to a lot and I've learned a lot of from the, from their aspect because I'm like, okay, bro, what do you think about this? I think it's because a lot of them on the team are African too, so they understand the balance. So I'm like, bro, okay, I'm in this predicament now. If I do this, this, this. And I would say it's worked out. Like for example, perfect example, David's rollout for a good time mm. was pretty much done by me and a few other people who are not who don't work with the label. Yeah. And I'm like, bro, I think we had an amazing like week of release or week month of um release. Yeah. And that was just me sitting in America for six, seven months networking and coming up with an actual plan and mm. coming through on it. Mm. So I feel as if is if David was not signed to a label on his next release or besides going pen, it will not really affect us that much because we've done the work. Thanks. So cases are different. I just don't like a good label. Yeah, I understand why yeah. trust me. <coughs> I've had my own personal experience yeah. with them as well. Yeah. But what I'll say is this, because a lot of people think that the only deals that exist are three sixty. People don't know that soon. Yeah. So, so, yeah. so break down the different types of deals. So this thing someone said to me, yeah. a broken journey card is my said to me one day, I'll never forget. Who's manager? Broken Johnny is Cardi B's manager. Okay, okay. Says to me, he's like, bro, your next album, you advance, get as much as you can, then. If you do that, the label will work. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, bro, you have to recruit the money. Like, yeah. They're not throwing away the money. So, like, for example, in Nigerian access now, oh, one essential contract, 50k advance, 50k is going to do for you too. In the scheme of things. Yeah. But I'm like, bro, think about it this way now. Get 200k from those guys. Yeah. Six figures, they have to recruit that money. They have to. They are not going to write up 200k. They are going to work to an extent. So, whether you're just doing a licensing deal or just signing a distribution deal or so a full 360 deal, it all the, like, you need to know what works for you. And I, I think a perfect example for this thing is like our hotel community or like our hotel scene. Yeah. Our hotel scene is a very peculiar, never been before place for yeah, music. Yeah. Because a guy from New York who's coming to Nigeria for holidays will probably know who Odunsi or Santi is, but he has no idea who 
maybe like let me not even go to the streets. Let me even say like maybe like an LAX. Okay, yeah. You will not know who he is. Yeah. But then LAX has how many bangers behind him? Yeah, yeah. But then because the obsessed scene is kind of like tied to like the fashion scene and lifestyle in general. Yeah. I I saw something like that. I feel like the obsessed music scene, if done properly, has in like three to five years has the percentage that's actually huge. Like mainstream. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Cause it's crazy. Like I go to a conversation with like people. Okay, like you, bro. Like I remember one day we were just talking. Like, you bro says a certain name to me, and I'm like, bro. Every time I hang out with you, you surprise me. How the hell do you? Everybody goes like, nah, man. I be checking. I'm yeah. like, and I asked him about it. Like obviously he works in the music industry, so him checking isn't something crazy. But then I never did. I've seen you put so many guys on from conversations. I'm like, imagine how many guys this guy has told about this thing. Mm. And this is now where the power of, like data starts coming. Yeah. Like. I don't know what other people do, but I can tell you, because the fact that you perform in certain regions, we don't go to every region and close the same song or start the same song. Because mm. you know that, okay, yeah, in the Caribbean, okay, for example, Dave in the Caribbean, minus risky, now obviously, I try to Dave's biggest song in the Caribbean. Okay. In New York, Fall is Dave's biggest song. We come back to Nige, any song can close the show. Word. If you, like, if, if very, I mean, these are all things like, before signing a deal, you actually need to sit back and like, actually value yourself and say, okay, do I need these guys to do this for? Like for example, another thing is like booking agents. Mm. I just moved away from one of the biggest booking agents to that. So another very book, big booking agency, but that I haven't worked at African Talent before. Right. And bigger like, ah, oh, it's like, why are you doing this? What? And I'm like, bro, like I said before, these guys are or these guys right now, these guys have us because Afrobeats is cool. We right. like the idea of this. Right. They're not getting me shows. Mm. Like last time we did seven festivals in Europe, I got five. Hmm. Why do I have anything to do with it? Yeah, I don't go with someone brand new. Was like I see the passion. Bro, booking agency was signed to the guy who we signed with here chased me for two years. Hmm. Back in the day, he took me and my girl out for lunch just to have a conversation. I was on holiday in New York. He came to me like, bro, I don't care what you want to do. And I stayed in contact with this guy. And I asked certain questions to see where this guy's knowledge of our music was. Hmm. And I could tell at the point in time he was still exploring it. When I have conversations with him now, I'm like, bro, you don't know like this guy I linked up with that two years ago. Wow. And that and, and that's my thing. I'm like, bro, if you want to be a part of a big but don't don't be on the cover of being yeah. a book. Yeah. Like, let's actually make this work. People say all the time, like, oh, why you see yourself doing this or doing that? I'm like, bro, you do realize the same way that somebody will become a superstar in Nigeria. There's a process to becoming a superstar in America, like People come up and say, oh, Lil Tech are blowing one day, or Soja Boy is blowing. I'm like, bro, do you know how many songs Soja Boy released that flop before this one? Like, there's really, really and truly, in life, there's no overnight success to it. Yeah. You have to have done something. Mm. Like, I don't think you can just say, oh, the first song I ever recorded in my life became, it was, or was, or Motown Road. Yeah. It's, it's impossible. Yeah. Yeah. People see that and assume that I'm always just yeah. a one song kind of people. Trust me, I'm actually making people that believe that, you know. So, bro, there's something I wanted to talk to you about because we actually have this in common. Yeah. And I complete like, you guys have had such a sick one. Yeah. I completely forgot this happened. Yeah. You and I didn't stop working together for a while. Best thing happened to us. Yeah, obviously, because, like, you guys came back stronger. So, it's like, okay, what are the dynamics here that create the environment for longevity? You see, with David and I talk about all the time, yeah? Yeah. And I'm talking about in relationship, like yeah. artists. Yeah. yeah. We started popping off when we were really young. Well, yeah, facts. And we were not signed, like, okay, for example, I always said, because we were signed to Banky. He had somebody guiding him. Yeah. I was David Banky, technically. I'm like, bro, it was the first time I was doing it too. Yeah. So, you're, like, you're bound to misbehave. Yeah. If, you're, if you know, as an 18, 19 year old, you're making 200 million every week, 
you will mess up. Yeah. Like sometimes I look at back, I look back at sentences and I be like, bro, that's the dumbest shit. Yeah. Like, you, I, and I feel as if like that's actually important because you cannot look back and say, okay, yeah, we've done all this dumb shit. Let's move on to the more serious stuff. Like there's certain things that you do not get faced by because you've done it so many times. Yeah. yeah. So I feel as if when me and David had that falling out, it allowed me me a lot to like actually become my own person and build my own brand because one thing there's one thing people call me when people call me David is my that pisses me off yeah, so much I'm like, bro, that I do so many other things yeah. so it's the kind of thing where like okay yeah I was able to establish my black brand build plug up do other things dabble into this other businesses so it's the kind of thing where like it was now 2017 was like two forces coming together and like and taking it to another level so, and with that it's the kind of thing where like both of us came back at the point where like yeah, I'm still popping, I'm still popping. Yeah. So it's kind of thing where like, everybody's like, okay, I know the value this guy brings to the table. I know the value this guy brings to the table. Everybody respects. I tell people all the time, there's one thing, there's one thing that he says, he says to me, like, in terms of music here, yeah, if I say David, let's release a song, like he says, do like this. David will hardly say to me, no, I don't like the idea. Mm. Do your thing, I do my thing. Yeah. I think the only, like, off the record, I'll be on record, like, yeah. the only, I think in the last two, three years, all I've done musically with David was like, I think you should change the second verse on fire, which is now probably the most epic yeah, verse, yeah. one of the most epic, epic verses. Because the first verse was very controversial. Mm. And then, yeah. uh, choose the songs for the album together. Like, with the crazy process, they were like, bro, I'll probably say, okay, David, this shit is popping, I think you should try a song like this. But in terms of, oh, do it like this or change this, that, that's not me. Yeah. All I say is, after these five songs, like, it's like me I like, or that it's me I like. Mm. And the same way I say, okay, David, like, this is the plan for the next quarter, go through it. We know, we know how we do it. So, I feel as if that, in that sense, don't get it wrong, mm. me and David rap all the time. Yeah, I know. <laughs> before the old show, before the minutes, 10 minutes before we rap. Yeah. The probably the very thing show is going to happen. Mm. So it's kind of thing where like, but I think I told you I'm like, this is what you need that balance. Mm. Another thing is have a life outside of your clients. Mm. Like mm. I make sure, like for example, this thing I do some of my guys where we're with the, we have a boys trip like every year. Where we just go somewhere and actually just like lock off from I just and I think all those things are really, really important important, especially for me, because I'm like, bro, I'm on the road with these guys all the time. I don't see my family, I don't see my friends. So it's very important to have that balance. So it's the kind of thing where I feel as if we balance everything is everything is it works out because like for example like we're going on tour in February now yeah. everybody knows after the last show in ATL I want to talk to each other for like a week it's mm. like it's like an unspoken rule yeah after that show in ATL on the twelfth everyone walks in yeah doesn't yell at anybody for like a week <laughs> it's not a beef thing yeah. it's like I beg I've been doing this I need my space mm. I need my space so I feel like artist manager relationships are very very important because there has to be a balance there has to be a mutual respect there's an understanding there's trust yeah. that kind of thing like obviously like ups and downs people mess up but you always have to like try and keep it as 100 as possible it's very important right right, right. yeah dope man bro i don't even know what else how long nick how long are we um probably like half an hour damn that's mad okay. it doesn't feel like that Thank you. How long do you spend it talking for? Bro, we don't like. I think we, we've yanned a lot of things very quickly. That's the thing. But apparently it's long. No, so, I mean, it's as long as you wanted to. I know, I know, obviously. Like, literally, this is still <laughs> going to be. Like, yeah, I don't yeah, want yeah. I don't edit. Like, yeah. I just yeah, let yeah, things go yeah, yeah. 
Cause yeah, man. So bro, what else? Like, what's been new with you, Shadjera? Cause bro, like there's money. There's like, you haven't sent me my five hundred dollars. But bro, man, me and personally, I'm about to go to Yanks next month. So I have the same kind of meetings that you had, man. So what advice do you have for me? Know what you want. That's most important. And then those signs anybody but you think is cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you for a fact, yeah. Obviously. As I'm sitting guys are talking to now. Yeah. And when you sign that contract to reach them, it's be a different world. I can only imagine. So if it doesn't feel right, yeah. don't do it. Yeah. I hear you, bro. I hear you, bro. Come on. We should end it like that, man. Are we? Yeah, I mean, oh, you're cool, man. Bro, I'm, I'm bro, see, I'm easy. I think, I think, I think, because I'm trying to think what else we can probably talk about under this management aspect. Yeah. Okay, let me talk about like organizing tours independently. Yeah. What's, what's the format? What's the model? For I mean, you know, what I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Afro big wise, independent, in, organizing tours independently. The way Africans have done in the past is that like, you just book a shitload of sport dates <laughs> and you make a flyer and say you're on top. Yeah. And it worked to be honest, it works. The only way the only way, way it doesn't work is that actual buyers for festivals and actual shows don't get to get the data and actually know the ticket value of that person in that region. Yeah. So like I remember like in twenty the twenty seventeen we did like a huge sport day tour. So everybody everybody knows the video house. And I was going to say people would be like, yeah. How many tickets has Tivido sold in New York? I'm like, come on, are you crazy? <laughs> I'm like, do you know how many shows we've done in New York? Yeah. I'm like, Baba, when we did New York in like 2013, you're looking, I'm pretty sure that's So, but then I realized, this is, you know, this comes with growth. You know, I realized that, okay, yeah, that one is for you and your African niggas yeah, on the yeah, side yeah. or your Liberian promoters here, but actual buyers, of, if you want to get to the next level, it needs to actually be on records that, okay, yeah, you did a show in Seattle on social day. So this amount of seconds. You did a show in Sweden, so this amount of seconds. Yeah. And that's what we spent 2018, 2019 doing, making sure that we had all these stats so people know mm. there was value in certain regions. So when they're making offers, I'm not getting some dumb offer in the region that I know that I should get in this or that. And this is the power of having a booking agent. Word. So I feel as if like even if you don't sign to a label, like one of after like getting your publishing and stuff in order, a booking agent is actually very important. Yeah. Um like for example, we got us to go on this big tour in uh from february to april of north america yeah. and it's been a challenge putting it together because obviously like african music and way african behave is still very new to all these yeah. guys like i remember in december we announced the tour like we announced the tour like, late november early december yeah. i got some of the saying oh the shows are not selling and i'm like bro everybody buying these tickets in nigeria are rocking right yeah. now yeah. you're not thinking about the video live in houston or the video live in toronto yeah. and so far we sold more than 100 to 200 tickets by now, yeah. we're in an amazing place. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I was like, okay, there's any show that has not sold fifty tickets? Highlight this one. Doesn't I just want me to go ham and promote this one even yeah. more? Apart from that, we're in an amazing place. Mm-hmm. Now we are back. Everybody's back from work. Yeah. Tickets are moving now, and guy now goes to me like, I see what you mean. <laughs> I'm like, bro, you have to understand yeah. Africans. Like, Af- like I'm like, bro, African shows in general. When people when it's like not festivals, like a headline show for an artist, very, very, very few times do they sell out two, three weeks before. Right. When it's mostly Africans going, like they said, states that yeah. tickets are selling. Like on this US tour now, Seattle is doing very well, and I was like, I was like, guy, this Seattle thing doesn't make any sense to me. And the equal goes, I know I've been Seattle before. There are bare librarians and guys. Like, okay, it makes sense yeah. now. Then obviously like the regular New York, Toronto, Atlanta, LA, our normal places almost sold out already. Yeah. Toronto, Toronto is doing really well. Yeah. Chicago, so 
But then to get to that point, I can explain to that region like, listen, yeah, you guys can promote the shows, yeah. but I need to hire certain local promoters, certain cities. Yeah, facts. It's like when we did the old two show, in the beginning, William Rice and Lavish were not having the same Smith. I said, no Smith, no show. No show. Because you guys do not know on the side of the market. You have to work with the guys who have built it to even get your attention. Yeah. And look at it today now, Afro-Nation. Look how, and I tell people all the time, like, because I, I work at Afro-Nation, I'm part of Afro-Nation, I tell people all the time, like, you guys do not realize how much work Smith puts in to get to this point where yeah. Smith can even come out and say, I'm even trying to do a festival. Yeah. Bear in mind, this festival is not even his main terrain. Yeah. Everything goes to show you the power of Afrobeats in general, like, like because they were going to Puerto Rico in March, like I can see the tickets here, and I'm like, guys, this is actually crazy. I can see where people are buying these tickets from. Yeah. Like we just did Ghana, I can tell you, like more people came in buying tickets than people that actually lived in Ghana. Right. And I'm like, guys, do you realize what kind of stat that is? Do you know that? Like think about it, like think about how much that's doing for the Ghanaian tourism board. Mm. How much they're making off for those visas. Yeah. And this is all st- still turned around African music. Yeah. So, that, so it's still that's what I was saying again, like the next like three to five years are so important. Like if you're not building or involved or trying to do something now, yeah. you might miss the bus. Facts. Yeah. Facts. Facts. Bro, something else that came to my mind as you were talking. Okay. Do you remember during like Good Luck's era yeah, that yeah. you know <laughs> they tried to do this um grant thing with us yeah. in the industry whereby like, you know, if you wanted money you could buy for your loan. Which way now, another thing is this anything that the government yeah. gets involved in here yeah, just turns to trash. But like what do you think we can actively do as an industry to make these people like invest in us properly? Because like like we're independent fully and we have to rely on these labels. I mean to be honest, yeah. yeah. I've had this conversation with someone else about something there's some other thing CBN are doing with yeah. the dance. And someone was like, ah, it's fine, you know, I was like, but by anything government, I know do <laughs> and yeah, I was like, I was like, bro, because it's never really what it's never what it is. Yeah. So I feel like we should even be focusing on that right now. The government has bigger issues than yeah. bro, we don't have to be far as lights. Like, there's no way that this is gonna work. Yeah. How do they track the money? How do they keep the money? How long the money been useful? How do you even do an audit like but our problem is like but that's the reason why these labels cannot come in and do certain things because yeah. you don't have the backing bro spotify yeah. still doesn't i mean it's not only an nigerian thing it's like an african thing in general like not only mm. mm. but then like the amount of reports um spotify gave me on davis album release mm. like business finance i was like i, I said you said to them like this doesn't actually make that much sense for you guys yet yeah yeah. But they see the potential and they spend the money and I'm like, guys, if somebody that's sitting in California can sit there and spend that kind of money on promoting an album yes. here that they're not making any money from, yeah. what is the excuse of our own people? Yeah. But the thing is, we're, we're very, very used to sitting back and then people do things for us. Thanks. So it's more a thing of like, you, you finding, even if, I don't believe in short term solution, but if you are living from one short short term solution to the other to avoid a big yawa, yeah. you might as well do that. Yeah. Yeah. Facts. So, um, I was going to say something that escaped my mind. Jesus is Lord. I did. Yeah, I remember how to leverage your value. So, obviously, there's building your value to a point whereby, you know, you're sought after, but it's not leveraging it to get the right deals. So, if you don't want to go through like the labor route or anything, because remember what I was talking to you about before yeah. as to how you I want this company to work with me. Like, no, go with this company. Yeah. So 
First of all, get in the rooms. Yeah, yeah. get get in the room. But that's the thing. I told you, I'm like, bro, the time is now. Facts. They want you in the room. Yeah. It's just about like, like I, people don't know this here, but I told you, I'm like, to today, I just get people's email addresses and just email and say, hi, this is who I am. So yeah. I want to do with you. Yeah. And it's worked out for me sometimes. Like, sometimes I don't even get replied. Yeah. Sometimes I get replies. Like, big guys told you that back in the day, the way they met me was that I know that I said, hi, I'm so, 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 personal. I do this. So I feel as if, off of the fact that we're in demand, bro, kick every door down possible, whether it's an invitation or you have to walk past the receptionist or send an email. Like, I don't literally mean walk past the receptionist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's like, for example, like, uh, with the Shibiti music. Mm. Empire, for example, support a billion independent artists. They were here in Nigeria over Christmas. Mm-hmm. Why were they here when I just they've done their math? Oh, this is what's popping next. Let's get a piece of the cake now. So it's a doggy dog world. If you're not popping, you're not come and look for you. Yeah. So yeah. go and collect your own money too. Yeah. Like I tell people all the time, like guys, you guys are so lucky that they were signed to a label. If they were independent now, nobody will talk to me. Yeah, because you guys would have gone to collect all. Yes. Yeah, I know. So I tell people all the time, like, bro. If I just free, free like, guys, if it was me, yeah. where I'll be right now, you guys yeah. don't understand what's going yeah. on. But bro, the thing is this, not everybody has like David Star Power currently. Of course. And because people are still on the rise, yeah. there are some comments, I'll give yes. an example. Like, there are sometimes they'll enter some meetings yeah. there, and literally they'll, they'll tell me some trash yeah. like, um, none of the people that we work with currently mm. are giving cash. We yeah. give them um, products, yeah. you know, and I know that's nonsense. Yeah, of course. So it's like, no, but after all, the Nigerian music industry is a wash too. Some guys are taking products. <laughs> of course, now, yeah, 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 for sure. Oh, bro, you just—I mean, it's just like, bro. Like I wake up every morning. Some people I wake up every morning and be like, okay, what? Like there's example, like, this group I have on WhatsApp. Yeah. I mean, many, many people. One of the guys I an example is me, David, and his lawyer Bobo. Yeah. And like that group, all that happens in that group is how we're moving from here to here. Yeah. How. Like literally, we spent the first two weeks of January after we finished shows in Christmas. Just like, okay, guys, how are we changing this? How are we doing this? How are we improving on this? Where are we lacking? And I feel like it's a couple of times I'm like, listen here, nobody can tell me anything. Mm. The hardest working artist in the industry is David. Yeah. David is the one we can tell him. Sometimes, like, hey, sir, I've not done this thing. How can I do this? It's you that are telling him. I'm like, you had that kind of fire behind your head, you have no choice but to, to do your work. Yeah. So it's kind of thing where like it's not just left uh, the talent or the mind. Like the combination of everybody actually just doing their jobs goes a long way. Mm. Mm. It's like the smallest. Like who was doing an example now? Zlatan. Mm. I said Zlatan at Christmas. Zlatan was thinking, "That guy, you kill yourself. Yeah. How many shows do you want to do? Facts. Stop relying. Like, and he sat down one day and actually was like, "Okay, see, what else can I do?" I didn't come up with it. Like, and he started building himself a team. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, you will see the difference. Yeah. Like, it's not possible to do 365 shows a year. It's not possible to even do, I mean, it's possible to do 200 probably, but then, like, there's so many other ways you can be making money. Like, till now, no one on our side is making um, proper merch money. Yeah, true. Like, we have, okay, people starting to make PRS money and publishing money and those men doing money, but there's still so much we can do. So I mean like and one thing I tell you all the time is you never stop learning. I'm always asking questions, I'm always reading, like one thing I'm trying to improve on this year, starting to read books again. Like I don't look at my research on the internet, but I used to read books all the time before I want to try to start doing that again because I feel as if like there's so like I'm I'm going into unfamiliar territory every day. Mm. It's kinda of thing I'm like, okay, 
If I know, like, because, bro, if, if you do not know something and you read the book about it, you can always imagine I'm finesse. Yeah, it's smart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've, done it, I've done it so many times. Yeah. Where I've been like, going to the mission, I'm yes, no, I don't think I'll call it and I'll learn on the job. Yeah. So many times, it's kind of thing, like, bro, work on your, I'm not sure you're working on the artist, you have to work on yourself so you can provide for the artist. Yeah. But once you get that, you're good. Yeah. Because it's very important to yeah. represent you in these Oh, uh, nah, bro. It's literally me. the difference between you getting it and you messing it up. Trust me. Bro, man, I'm just happy you're back. Because, no, wait, you're going to Yankee next month, man. We can take you tomorrow. Ah, the f. But when, when are you going to be in Yanks? I'm in America. The whole tour. So, like, 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 like when you travel off? Probably like the week before the tour starts. So, like, okay. probably like 30 weeks everywhere. So, we'll link me up. What would you be? What's today? I don't know. That's why you're still on We'll see what we see, sir. Yeah. Well, we're always in New York, boy. It's here as well. Okay, fair yeah. enough. Alright, thanks, Bro, thanks, my G. Thanks for having me. We nailed it. <laughs>